You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast. Hello and welcome. This is Michael Lichens once again with the Catholic Exchange Podcast. This on the feast day of St. Joseph, the patron of the Catholic Church itself, the Universal Church, as well as fathers out there. Many of you had tuned in to listen to me talk about St. Joseph and the power of the St. Joseph Novena, and I'd like to pick that up again. Unfortunately, it's been a long while since I've been able to podcast because I went on vacation and went to Portland, Oregon. Thanks be to God. My home state, Oregon. Not Oregon. Oregon. Now, in Oregon, I saw many good friends. Many of them are fathers now, and a lot of them introduced their children to me as Uncle Mike. And that is heartwarming, to say the least, that many of them regard me as their brother, and now their children regard me as just another uncle. A member of their family, really. I'm not used to that in my family. We never called other adults uncle or aunt unless they were blood relations to us. But that was what I felt, and there was a little power in that that I saw many of these kids I are growing up. I love them just as much as I love their fathers and mothers, and it was a joy to see them. So that's why I haven't been podcasting. I forgot the microphone while I was packing, and so I wasn't able to podcast, but you all are always in my prayer. So let's first talk about the power of the St. Joseph Novena. I podcasted that. I encouraged you all to pray the Novena. What prayers did you have, and were they answered? Maybe they're not answered yet. It takes God years to answer prayers. I can remember one particular prayer was not answered, for me anyways, until a good two years after I had already prayed it. All in God's timing, and His timing is perfect. We can't exactly sit and be too impatient, but we're human. We're going to be impatient. We're going to be going, okay, come on, let's do this now. And a couple of you emailed me. I talked to one man uh, who from the South. I won't give any details about him, but he mentioned that he needed to pray the St. Joseph Novena for the relationship with children. And what a great saint to do that with. So I hope if you're listening, my friend, that your prayer will be answered as quickly as possible. And all of you, God knows who he is. I won't give him any details, but pray for him if you would be oh so kind. A couple of you told me you were praying to find new jobs, which was the whole point of my St. Joseph Novena that I wrote about and how I got here to Catholic Exchange. Tell me how it's going. Editor at CatholicExchange.com. I want to hear from you, and if we can join in praying for you, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you, our readers. So that power of the St. Joseph Novena, you can pray it 10 days anytime. I'm sorry, it's actually a 9-day Novena, but it's traditionally done 10 days before the Feast of St. Joseph, but you can pray that really anytime. So if you didn't get to pray it, or if you stopped praying it because life got distracted and got in the way for you, there's no worries with that, my friends. You just pick it on up and go on as you can. Today, Daniel Stewart talked about also the other aspect of St. Joseph I did not touch on. He talked about St. Joseph and overcoming the fear of fatherhood. Among the friends I got to visit back in Oregon included one of my oldest friends, Andrew. A very good man, very holy man in a lot of ways. He's a Catholic, but we grew up together, went to the same Protestant church together. And he's a good man, stood by my side through thick and thin, and he's about to have his very first son. Keep him in your prayers while you're at it. And one of the things I was encouraged about when reading Daniel Stewart's article and wanted to forward it to Andrew was that having fears before you have a son is not actually abnormal. And Daniel quotes his priest, who said, If you ever feel inadequate as a father, just think of St. Joseph. He was tasked with leading the Holy Family, but he was the only sinner out of all of them. Of course, we Catholics believe that Mary the Theotokos was conceived without the stain of original sin, she had received her, really, the promise of baptism before any of us. And then there was the Messiah, the Son of God, who was without sin. 
So here we were with St. Joseph, who had to lead this holy family, and not just lead them. He didn't just have to make sure Jesus learned the craftsmen and learned how to have a job and be a good man. He had at one point had to flee death itself from Herod's armies and flee all the way to Egypt. If I may, I'm going to just go off a little bit on my theologian here. What's interesting about him having to flee to Egypt, not only was this talked about in the Old Testament, Egypt was in many ways a symbol of death. This is where God had freed them from and had led them out of. And here was Joseph going back to the very place that God had led Moses and the Israelites out of. So in a way, he's already prefiguring Christ's descent into hell when Christ will go to the land of the dead and break open. That this feast falls on Lent should be an encouragement to all of us. This is absolutely the church is doing in its wisdom. Joseph is prefiguring Christ, what he'll do in a much bigger way, and what we'll celebrate and remember on Easter when Christ rose from the dead, triumphantly had bashed through the gates of hell, and now we can join in him. So this fear Joseph had, now to get back on him, Joseph had to lead so his wife, this new child that the angels had promised to him, and he had to lead them back to Egypt to get away from death. Oftentimes the angel spoke to him in a dream, and so often Joseph is depicted as sleeping. Even so, he was a man of action. He woke from those dreams, and he took action. And that, my friends, is why Joseph is the patron of this universal church. It's why we still think to him and pray to him. Uh, to quote Pope Leo XIII in his wonderful, wonderful encyclical on the devotion to St. Joseph, he said, the Blessed Patriarch took upon the multitudes of Christians who make up the church as confided specifically to his trust. This limitless family spread over the earth, over which, because he is the spouse of Mary and the father of Jesus Christ, he holds, as it were, a paternal authority. It is then natural and worthy that, as the Blessed Joseph ministered all the needs of the family at Nazareth and girded about his, with his protection, he should now cover with the cloak of his heavenly patronage and defend the church of Jesus Christ. And in that sense, as Christ trusted Joseph to be his foster father, he was his father for all intents and purposes, but oftentimes it's translated in English as foster father. And Mary trusted him as the husband. So we think of Joseph as the patron of the universal church. He's taking the bride of Christ, the church, and he's acting as a father, a paternal protector. And that's why I encourage you all with that novena to please pray for the Christians of the Middle East. And maybe think about how you can use some money this Lent to help support either the Indifference of Christians, Catholic Relief Services, the Near East Welfare Association, or any number of organizations that are out there. See what you can do. I do ask St. Joseph every day for the Christians in the Middle East, and I encourage you to do the same. And with St. Joseph, he is also willing to listen to our anxieties, those things that nag at us. And again, I encourage you to read Daniel Stewart's piece. You can also listen to it. I'll do a quick reading after this podcast is done. Think about what it is to be, not only have the normal anxieties of being a father, as I, so far, every man who's had children, I don't have children yet, but every man who's had children tells me, yes, it's, they have a lot of anxiety. They're afraid of feeling inadequate, that they may not measure up. But Joseph had it way worse than most fathers. I mean, you can only imagine. And we see Joseph was a loving and selfless father who dedicated to his faith, worked hard at his craft, taught his son the same virtues. When Christ was preaching on the mount, when Christ was quoting scriptures, no doubt he learned a lot of this from Joseph. And certainly when he was working as a carpenter, 
or whatever craft Christ was up to, he learned this from Joseph. So all of you who like to work with your hands also have a friend in St. Joseph, and that's who we can go to. So even if you didn't get to do the novena before his feast day, I want to go ahead and encourage you to do it again. Just find nine mornings. I recommend mornings because, honestly, it's just easier to pray in the morning. I don't want to say get it over with, but life gets in the way, and we all get that. But find the nine mornings you can to pray with St. Joseph for anything that you need right now, and also for guidance. He's helpful. If Joseph could lead the Holy Family, he can lead us and our own families into holiness, and that's what we should remember. And with that, my friends, I'm going to go ahead and turn off this little morning offering. I'll have a few more of these. A lot of you seem to really enjoy this kind of podcast, but let me know if you don't enjoy it. I want to hear from you. Editor at CatholicExchange.com is my email. Once more, my friends, it's been a pleasure to have you here as always. We'll have more reflections on the saint, and as we keep going through Lent, if you have any questions, comments, I want to hear from you. God love you. Once more, my name is Michael Litchens. Have a blessed day.